Welcome to Success Unlimited with America's success thought leaders, Tim and Tom Simmons. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the journeys of thought leaders, business leaders, authors, speakers, podcasters, and various individuals' journeys to success and the challenges they had to overcome along the way. We are very thankful that you decided to listen in to our podcast. Like and subscribe to Success Unlimited's podcasts and socials to receive updates when new episodes are released. Do you have an idea of who you'd like to hear? Let us know by commenting on our socials or by emailing info at mymentorhq.co. Now, we hope you enjoy this episode of Success Unlimited. All right, welcome to Success Unlimited podcast where we discuss challenges, failures of life, the successes of life, how uh, we and our guest uh, define success, have they reached it, and what lessons can they provide and help others with. So with us today, we have Todd Baker. Uh, he is a lifestyle transformation coach uh, that really works with 35 to 55-year-old professionals. And he's going to discuss his, his journey to success. Um, so if you are struggling with meteorocracy and feeling trapped in a dead-end, unfulfilling careers and you wanted to embark on a transformative, transformative journey and take control and break free of constraints holding you captive, reignite your fire and live the life that you were meant to. Uh, join us today for the next 20, 30 minutes and uh, like to welcome uh, Todd Baker. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I could not have said that better myself. You need to be in my PR team, I guess, Tom. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, so, for folks that don't know Todd Baker, they, don't, they aren't familiar with the Project Nine Life. Um, can you give us some background with who you are and, and what is Project Nine Life? Yeah. So the the greatest thing about it is that the, the company and what I coach on is based on my own story. Um, it started back in like 2020. Um, I probably weighed 335, looked in the mirror one day and thought, this is not good. Um, set a resolution to lose weight. Mine lasted a grand total of three days. Um, I live in Denver, so day four it was snowing. And um, I was like, I'm not going outside today. But instead of, unfortunately, like most people unfortunately do, they say, well, I'll wait till spring. I'll wait till next year. Or I'll, you know, right. something else will happen. I took that time and really thought about why it was important to me and what my purpose was of getting in shape. And what it ended up with was it for me personally, it wasn't about like a weight loss, like a certain number of pounds or a certain size or anything like that. It was really, um, it, it was more about like, I didn't want to be the dad that sat on the sidelines while my kids were active. Um, I wanted to participate with them and I wanted to be active, not just for that year, but for the rest of my life. Um, you know, and so that's kind of what I preach is like getting people out of the resolution mindset and getting to think about like your lifetime, like, what is something that is sustainable that you can continue to make progress for 
every day for the rest of your life because when you take that longer term view it puts everything in better perspective and you're not on that yo-yo of you know lose 10 pounds gain 15 pounds lose 15 gain 20 um or if it's business you know you get off of the those wild swings and because you're just your focus is let's face it you're not comparing yourself to what you see on instagram or you know facebook or whatever your only comparison is to yourself from the day before and your only goal is to get one percent better every single day um it doesn't seem like a lot but when you start adding it up i mean think about it if you get one percent better every day for a year at the end of the year you're 37 times better that's a lot so how do you define that one percent better i mean because one percent is a it's indicative of a of quantifying your results somehow well it's just it, it it's about progress so and that's not always let's say it's a let's say you're on a fitness goal and you really want to get fit and one day something comes up to where you're unable to do your workout or whatever but instead of just kind of throwing that day away maybe you sit down and you think about a way that okay the next time this comes up, this is my plan. That's better because you thought about it and you made a plan for the next time. And so it's really not like a quantifiable. It's just when you look at who you were yesterday and who you are today, it's did you make improvements in your life? And it doesn't have to be physical. It doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't have to be a relationship. Sometimes it's just like coming up with a plan that gets you closer and heads off the next time something comes up. So this show is all all about the uh, definition of success. And we talked about that a little bit, alluded to that uh, a few minutes ago. But how would you define success? What does that mean to you? Well, for me personally, it's just like when I – in 2020 when i started getting on on my goal like it was it it was very simple and it was intentionally simple it was i didn't eat a lot of carbs i cut out added sugars and i walked that's it i ended up losing 100 pounds over a year and to this day i still walk every single day and so that's success to me is i'm staying active I, you know, I go and do things with my kids, with my friends, with my family, because I can. Um, Now, each person, they're going to define their own level of success. Um, You know, like we talked about at the beginning, you know, some people, it's like, I want to get to Russell Brunson's level. Other people, it's just like, look, I just want to get off the couch and I want to be able to go and walk around the block. And wherever you're starting, you need to make your progress towards that and celebrate your success. I think that's one thing that misses for a lot of people is they only say, I'm going to celebrate when I get to my end goal. No, man, you need to celebrate as you go through it because you're making progress and progress should be applauded. So it's... What are we about uh, almost uh, 26, 27 days till 
the big January 1st resolution thing, you know, yep. and, and you know, it's, there's only been a handful of times for me personally, Todd, where I have said, I'm going to do this this year. Um, and usually it, it wasn't anything really to do with um, maybe a family goal or, but it was more personal. Mm -hmm. um, but those are, those are challenges, challenges that, that people will put on themselves sometimes every year. Yeah. And what's your, what's been your experience? How do you, how do you resolve that? Or how do you, how do you advise on, on something, you know, that resolution January 1st? Well, my first, my first guidance is stop doing it. Stop setting <laughs> resolutions. It. It, it's because statistics show it, you know, 80% right. of people are done in three weeks. 99% are done by April 1st. And then unfortunately by April 1st, most people are like, I'll wait till next year. And I sit there and I'm like, you got nine months left in the year, like re goal or do something. Um, but I think there's a difference between your ultimate goal and the how. And so like what you're talking about with the resolution, the problem with it is people set these huge resolutions and then they give themselves only 12 months to get it done. Hmm. And you're setting yourself up for failure. Whereas if you look sure. at it as something that you want to do for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. and that's your ultimate, that's your huge goal, right? then when you break down like how you're going to get there, those become your intermediate steps. And that sure. becomes where you can break it into, you know what, this year I'm going to get to this level. The next year I'm going to get to this level. And Small you decisions. Yeah, you celebrate yeah. those individual steps knowing that you're ultimately leading in whatever 15, 20 years towards that, you know, that ultimate thing that you set out that, you know, that list, that's that item that's on your bucket list or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I mean, the biggest thing is stop setting resolutions because you're setting it up yourself up for failure from day one. Hmm. Right. So, yeah, something that I've personally struggled with and folks I've, I've talked to and on this podcast and off the podcast. Surprisingly, a large number of adults struggle with motivation, um, motivating, you know, trying to get out just to make friends, motivating just for a simple walk. Uh, their comfort level might be the couch. How do you get for I, for me? I have a different uh, a way of motivating myself, but. And everyone's a little bit different. How, how would you, what recommendations would you, or what suggestions would you say to somebody to help them get motivated? Uh, well, I think that there's a difference between motivation and inspiration. Motivation is an external factor and it's fleeting. You know, you can wake up one day and I see a poster and it's someone standing on a cliff with a beautiful view. I'll tell you right now, that does not motivate me. I have a fear of falling. So I look at the picture and I'm like, hey, I'm not looking. I don't. But you find your true inspiration by asking yourself why. And like every fifth grade English teacher has to call right. us, ask right, right. why seven times before you get to the real answer. So like, you know, if it's a business goal, why is it important that you get to this level? 
and you answer that. Then you ask, okay, well, why is that important? And you start digging in because a lot of times what that fire is that burns inside of you, it might not have anything to do with what your goal is, but through that it links and that becomes what motivates you and what gets you going every single day. Let's face it. If it's a, I want to lose six pounds this year and one day you take off, you know, all of a sudden one day turns into three, turns into seven, turns into next year. But if you're backing that up with my purpose is to be active for my kids and I'm not failing my kids, that gets you off the couch. Hmm. Yeah, well, well said. I, I, I once heard that, um, you know, big decisions are really first made with, with all the small decisions that kind of come in front and before that big decision. Um, and if, and sometimes it's, it's not necessarily, um, you know, if, if there's not a good why behind it, if there's not a, you know, a, a, you know, something that will, that will, and, and I, I like what you said, motivation is, is not inspiration. It's, it's more external, but there's gotta be a why behind, um, if it's, if it's life threatening, if it's, um, it, it needs to become a, uh, maybe a, a, a lifestyle and, yeah. And not talking about, you know, January 1st and resolutions, people say, well, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. But there's a lot of things in life, right, that that are really um, as important, if not more important than than looking, you know, a different body shape or style or whatever. Um, some people it's like, you know, I I want to dedicate my um, my life to raising my children to make them good citizens. Got to be a Hawaii behind you know, that, uh, that thing that you really are pushing to have success in. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like you, you know, and it, it's an overused term, like always have your why, but if, yeah, you actually, right. if you actually take the time to figure out and are honest with yourself and ask that question as to why it's important to you to get to wherever you're going and you truly kind of dig into it, you're, you're setting yourself up for success rather than setting yourself up for falling short. Yeah. yeah. What are some, if you, if you could pinpoint one or two major obstacles or challenges, what would they be? Yeah. So the, the first is mindset. It's um, like you have to, before you launch into any program, I don't care if it's with me or, you know, you come up with something on your own or whatever, but you have to put yourself in a, in the proper mindset of, you know, positivity of growth of progress. You know, you have to uncover like what's held you up in the past and you have to put yourself in a position where for lack of a better term, you're all positive. Like, I'm going to make this happen, not I'm going to see if this will, if this is going to happen. Um, and then the last two things is clarity. Like, you have to be clear on where you're going. Because, Tim, to your point, you know, life is full of, like, dodgeballs and stuff coming at you. And life 
and and goals and anything like that. It's all about course corrections. That's all life is. You know, it's like taking yeah. off in LA and landing in Miami. The pilot's not flying the plane. They're just course correcting the entire time. So is life. And so by identifying what's held you back in the past, you're able to kind of navigate those course corrections, but you have to be clear on what you're going for and don't let that get confused. And then lastly, and probably the most important, whatever program you're getting into, be it with a coach, be it with yourself, do not complicate it, make it simple. The program that you're going through it should not be the challenge. It shouldn't be the challenge of right, good. 46 of this workbook. I don't know what I'm doing. Did I do page 45 correct? What's next? It should be simple. My program is five steps. That's it. It's, it's, I don't have a workbook. I have two pages, basically. And it's because it, the program is simple because the work is going to be hard. You know, it's the difference between, I didn't say it's, I didn't say it's easy. I said, it's simple. Right. The work is hard. I love it. Yes. I like what you said. It's not the program. That's, that's the thing, right? It's don't make it so complex that you're trying to fit the program. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's the, the, the program itself should be pretty straightforward and good. I mean, it should almost be like, you know, I've had people do it. They're sitting there like, why didn't I think of this? I'm like, I don't know. Why didn't you? <laughs> but, but, I'm glad you but, I'm, but I'm glad you're here now. So, Right. The, uh, what, who are some, along your journey, uh, is, has there been, uh, have there been uh, talks, have there been books or, or mentors that have kind of helped you along the way? Oh, God. I, I, I mean, I'm fortunate. I, I am a voracious reader. Um, I read pretty much everything on like, you know, everything from self-development to overcoming obstacles to, you know, I've, I, I read one of my favorites is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I love uh, his TED Talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's it, he's unbelievable. And yes. the, thing I, the thing I love about the Start With Why is it echoes exactly what we're talking about. Like, start with why. Don't start with how. Start yeah. with why you're doing it. <laughs> and just that simple premise, um, it, it, it starts you off on the right foot for everything. Um, but, I mean, between him and Richard Branson and, you know, just everything that I can consume, I do. Because I look at it, and even if it's a completely different topic, there's always stuff that you can pick up and always stuff that you can take out of it that are going to make me personally better. It's going to make my coaching better. Um, you know, as a coach, I don't look at it as, you know, I'm reinventing the wheel. I'm just a filter. I'm the one that takes all of this information and then filters it down and gives it to my clients because they don't have time or they don't, they don't want to go through and read or do all this stuff. That's what I'm for. And I just filter that stuff down, add my own thoughts and ideas and my own experiences and then deliver an end product. Wow. I have an interesting question here. Maybe that, that kind of goes along with what we're talking about today. And so 
I am, I'm, I'm not really a golfer. <laughs> I, I do enjoy the outdoors and, and so golf, you know, when I do play, it's, you know, it's, if, if I can just get that one good shot, right. I can, I can, I can come out and play next month or, or next week or whatever. Yeah. So tell us about, have there been some significant wins for you that have just really put that, you know, when, when you needed that win, it put the fire back there, you know, back in the belly, so to speak. Yeah. For me, I mean, like me, me personally, like with my, with my, you know, journey through health, it was mm -hmm. you know, every month. It's just like, I started, it wasn't like a, a specific item. It's just, I, I started feeling better and I could walk further and I could go faster. And oh, good. Right. What, what I, what I found is that my, it, it changed my desires as to what I wanted to do. You know, it went from just like, I want to get out and walk the paths around my house to, you know, I want to go hiking in the mountains. I want to go, I mean, for, you know, Arapahoe Basin is a ski area out here. I started at the bottom and walked to the top and then walked back down. And it was, it was so fun. I ran like, a, <laughs> you know, I wow. ran like, I ran a 10K at Red Rocks and I did a bunch of other stuff that I never thought was possible wow. for me. But it, it was, it, it, it filled me up in a lot of different aspects because I knew that the work that I was putting in was equating to my overall fitness and my activity level and my desire for it. Yeah. Um, on the coaching side, I, I love her to death. Her name's Katie and she had, she came in really wanting to improve the relationship with her husband and her two kids. And, you know, she was struggling with stuff and time and all sorts of things. And she set a goal for herself that she uh, admittedly, she said it, she's like, I don't, I, I think this is too big of a goal to, to set. And I said, Katie, this is your life. It's your lifetime goal. Don't change it. Let's just break it down and take these steps. And so she did, and she was making progress. And then five weeks later, a different person showed up on the Zoom call. She yeah. went from she went from like sitting like this to she was like this. Yeah. And she was all of a sudden like her energy level was different. Her confidence was different. Like I I was just like, what happened? And I asked her afterwards. I said, Katie, what happened? And she says, you know, she's like. Here's the thing. I know that I said my goal was too big, but mm. over the last five weeks, I've stuck to it. I've made progress. All of my friends are telling me how proud they are. My kids are telling me they love me. My husband is like mm. thrilled with everything and he's starting to make plans. And she says the seminal moment came when one of my best friends came up and said, Kate, you're doing so good. We're so proud of you. You're changing your life. It's amazing. You know, you keep doing what you're doing. And she said the moment came because when, as she's saying that, the only thing I could think was you haven't seen anything yet. So her goal went from way too small or way too big to she had passed it. And now it was too small. And she is soaring now. 
and I still, you know, she's gone through her program and she stuck with it. And now she's on to bigger and better things. And, and her family is right there with her. So it's, uh, it, it was one of those where she embraced it and it taught her like the power of just making the progress and sticking to a simple program. And it's paid off for her in spade. Sounds like she had a, some several moments where she uh, had a moment of, wow, I can, I think I can do this. Yeah. Begin to think that, you know, it's, this is possible. I can you yeah. know, and, begin and to believe, her, right? So, yeah. And her mindset was right when, you know, when her friend came up and said that to her and her first thought was, you haven't seen anything yet. It's yeah. like her, her, she was already, you know, she was Elon Musk thinking five years down the road. <laughs> Good thing. So something you alluded to um, is Katie had a support group. Yep. Maybe not at first, but within a week, two weeks, three weeks, at some point, her close family, friends really rallied behind her and uh, really encouraged her. And really, that might have been a catalyst for her, her mindset shift is this support and the people mm -hmm. that she surrounded herself with. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's one of two things. It's like, I've had people like Katie who she actually didn't share with people what she was doing. She let her actions actually just, you know, it was very personal to her, but her actions are what spurred her support group. And I've had other people where they've gone out and told people, this is what I'm doing. You know, I need your help. I need your support or, basically get out of my way um and you know that works as well it's whatever you're comfortable with sometimes people take their goals and they're very personal to themselves and that's kind of like this guarded thing but their actions spur support and other people they they share it because they're seeking they need that support and they know it right out of the game and there's no wrong answer to that it's whatever you're comfortable comfortable with and whatever's going to help you continue on that path so i want to shift gears just a little bit we are recording in probably arguably one of the busiest seasons of the year uh in december and people going into the new year they the first week two weeks super busy all these resolutions all these goals for the year but Notwithstanding the influences of holidays, vacations, mm. uh, professional life constraints, sometimes they, they get so busy, they struggle between a work-life balance or at times there's a conflict between what they really want to do and what they have to do. What advice, if, I, if I'm sitting there, I'm like, I am, I'm working 100 hours a week. I have two kids. A single parent, what advice would you give to that person or maybe even just a that professional that is just working all the time and wants to be home but can't? Well, it, I think it, it boils down to priorities. Like you have to, and there's a lot of different tricks and stuff out there from time blocking to, you know, writing down like how you spend a day because it doesn't matter if you're working that 100 hours a week 
there's plenty of time in that day where you're not really, if you're writing it down, you're not doing anything. And you can kind of condense that. Um, but it goes to your priorities. Like, what is your priority? Is your priority working 100 hours a week, having right. a bad relationship, <laughs> yeah. you know, doing X, Y, and Z? Or is your priority truly looking to improve the relationship with your family to have more balance in your life? Right. Because if that's your priority, then you have to make it a, pri a priority. Um, and I'll give you guys and your, you, you know, the audience here just the, the most simple trick to get your year started off on the right foot. And Tom, like you said, it's a busy time of year. You got holidays, you got New Year's, you got all this stuff. The most simple way to start your year is to start now. Start right now. Like, it's before right. Christmas. It's before New Year's. And I'm not saying, like, you got to, like, okay, I'm going to go walk in tomorrow. But start your planning purpose and, and start working on it now. There is nothing, there's no rule out there that says you have to wait until January 1st. Correct. You know, the, December, well yeah. December, whatever can be your date. And it's like, all you got to do, I mean, I'm sure you can do it. Go to a calendar store and say, I want a calendar that starts with the new year at this date. They'll make one for you. And right. Just, just start, yeah. You know, because, I mean, it's been proven, you know, it's like the longer you put stuff off, the less likely you are to do it. And all of a sudden, you're going to start making excuses. Well, life got in the way. I don't have time. I got busy with this. And all of a sudden, it's April. And now you're thinking about next year. Whereas if you just start, start something and get the ball rolling now, think about it. You got whatever, three weeks left until the new year. Imagine going into the new year and not having that be your launching point. But that being your springboard, because you've already started. Sure. What a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So we we kind of talked about you know success and and having success and having some wins. Um, I know Tom, we're kind of getting close on time here, but so maybe maybe kind of a you briefly when you when you kind of introduced Project Nine today, you talked about yourself a little bit and. And you look, you saw yourself in the mirror and you're like, no. <laughs> um, and uh, some people, some people deal with um, failure, maybe not so well. And, but let's, let's just kind of talk for a minute about failure. Um what's what is maybe a a significant thing that you're just like i didn't win i this was a failure for me or it's it was something that that brought you know some some focus for you and tell us how you kind of handled that piece yeah so let's go back a couple hundred years to thomas edison thomas yeah. edison when asked about the light bulb right. that i never <laughs> failed once Right. I just figured, figured out 2,000 ways not to make a light bulb. And that, right. goes to, that goes to mindset, right? Like, you're going to have challenges. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Right. That don't go sure. the way that you want. 
But if you look at it as not a failure, but as a learning opportunity, like what could you have done Good. differently or adjusted or, you know, maybe it was you, you got cut short on time and you only had uh, 20 minutes to go for a walk and you decided not to. Whereas next time it's like, I'm still going to go. It's just going to be 20 minutes. Sure. But it's just, it's, it's learning from those things that come up that don't go as planned. And just, if you look at them that way, not as failures, but as just opportunities to figure out a different way to do something and learn. That's right. It's, that, I think it's well said. That That's the best way of doing it. And that's the way that I dealt with it. Because, I mean, let's face it, over the course of a year, there was plenty of days where I was like, oh my God, I'm I. You know, it's raining, it's snowing, it's cold. And I would just figure out something else to do. Like I'd go to the gym and I'd walk around the track. Or, you know, I'd go in the morning because the storm was kind of supposed to come in the afternoon. And just having that foresight to adjust and learn that nothing's going to stop me. It's not a failure. It's just an opportunity to figure out a different way. Yeah, I think that's well said. I, it it's not just enough. I mean, you're you're gonna have some letdowns. It's you know we're we're fallible, right? And and so it's you have to learn how to how to use that as as an opportunity. Yeah, so, yeah. That, that's exactly it. That's all they are is opportunities. And you never know, like you, you know, when sometimes those learning opportunities, like. What if you looked at it as a failure, you're like, oh, this is terrible. Right. But if you look at it as a learning opportunity, who knows? You failure. can find a different way to actually go through your rest of your life and the rest of your program because it's like you found a different way and you're like, actually, this works better. I'm going to do it this way now. And, you know, if, if you're not open to that possibility, then you never see it. Yeah. Vulnerability. So let's wrap up with, I guess, the last question, and it's open-ended, and the floor will be yours. Um, if you had to boil your entire life experience, your, your coaching profession, uh, all the books you've read, seminars you've sat through, what's the one piece of advice that you give most often to make the most difference in someone's life? That's That is such a great question, and it's as I think I've, I've kind of echoed, it's a very simple answer. And it, it's something that I preach to everyone. If you want different in your life, do different. Simple as that. You know, it's the old fly against the windshield, the window thing. But too often people, they want something more or they want something different, but they don't do anything. They, they, they keep on the same path that they're on, even though they want something else, but they don't make any changes. So if you want different, if you want more, if you want, you know, uh, more money, better health, better relationships, whatever, and what you're doing is not getting you there, do different. Well said. Awesome. Good. Good. Tim, yep. any uh, last parting comments? Here? You know, no, I, it's really, really great to spend some time with you, Todd. Um, and 
it's you're making a difference in a lot of people's lives and that's such a big deal um i firmly believe that that to get you have to first give mm -hmm. and you know it's and I, I think if you'll do that enough if you'll give often and rather than just be a, a taker but a giver i think you'll find that there's a whole lot more value in giving than there is receiving um and it's kind of what makes our world go around. Um, it's uh, we we want success, but but it it takes it takes walking through the journey of life and learning to to provide value, give, be a giver. So appreciate you coming in today. I it's uh, it's been fun. We'll do it again. Yeah, um, for sure. No, it was uh, it was a lot of fun talking to you guys, and um, yeah, I it's. Um, I mean, Tom, I know that uh, we, we kind of met very briefly uh, with uh, Sandy real quick, but uh, yeah, it's been great, guys. Well, yeah. Todd, thank you so much for your time and uh, good light. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. All right, guys. All right. Awesome. We hope you enjoyed today's interview. Every week, we release two new episodes. Remember to follow Success Unlimited's podcast wherever you listen. Thanks again for listening in. Yeah.